Hello, this is Tom Stever with Soil Smart, a podcast from the Soil Health Partnership. In our podcasts, we're talking soil health, why it matters, the ag practices that foster it, and the farmers who live it. Today, we're talking with Pipa Elias with the Nature Conservancy about why that organization supports the Soil Health Partnership. So the Nature Conservancy envisions a future world in which both nature and people thrive. And part of getting there is ensuring that there is sufficient food for a growing population, that there continues to be provision of fresh water for people to drink and for wildlife, and addressing climate change. So both mitigating climate change, reducing climate change, and adapting to its impacts. So soil health is a way for us to address all three of those pressing issues for the world. And we've also found that soil health is really beneficial for farmers. We really wouldn't be interested in it if it wasn't beneficial for the farmers themselves. So we've been working in agriculture for about 25 years and in soil health specifically since about 2016. Talk about why this is important as if it wouldn't be evident in the first place. Soil health, we found, can be beneficial for sequestering carbon, so reducing the impacts of climate change, for water quality, for water quantity, reduced erosion is really important for water quality. So there are conservation outcomes from soil health, but it can also be beneficial for farmers because it can reduce their vulnerability to extreme weather, it can reduce the input costs they have, reduce pressure from pests and diseases. So we find that it really can be a win-win for both conservation and farmers. So through this, what have you learned about farmers and landowners and uh, what motivates them to use conservation practices on their land? So when we first started exploring the opportunity to increase the adoption of soil health promoting practices in the U.S., we found that one of the big barriers is rented land. About 50% of the farmland in the U.S. is operated by farmers who are renting it. In the Midwest, it's even higher. In some counties in Illinois, it's upward of 80%. And soil health takes a long time to build. And the benefits from soil health aren't really realized in the first couple of years of these practices like cover crops and changing tillage and and rotation. And so we found that year-to-year leases are really a barrier to adoption of these practices. And Even if farmers and landowners both want it, sometimes it's hard for them to come together and really have that conversation about how they're going to make it happen, how they're going to share the cost, how they're going to implement this on land that the farmer is stewarding but someone else owns. Tell me about the uh, Landowner Demographic Survey Project. Yeah. So the Nature Conservancy is working with American Farmland Trust, Iowa State, and Utah State, and uh, just completed a demographic survey of landowners in Iowa, Indiana, and Illinois. And the idea was really to understand more about who these landowners are. It's something that there's not a lot of data about, what their understanding is of these conservation practices, and how they could envision implementing it with their farmer on these rented farmlands. We completed the survey in those three states a few months ago and have found just some really interesting information that we think should empower farmers like those that are part of the Soil Health Partnership. By and large, landowners are older generation, but they're actually not very removed from the farm. So there's not a lot of landowners who are, you know, kind of young millennials in the city who have no idea about farming. Most of these are people who grew up 
near or around the farm. They still visit the farm a lot. And the farm has been in their family a long time. And they want to keep it in their family. So all that being said, they have a lot of interest in soil health and sustainability of the land. So they said that how much they trust the farmer, the farmer's ability to reduce soil erosion and do conservation practices are actually much more important to them than the amount of money the farmer is willing to pay in rent. Then when we ask them about how they want to hear about conservation, it is absolutely from the farmer. They don't want to hear about it even from USDA or definitely not from the Nature Conservancy. And so this really empowers farmers like those that are in soil health partnership, others that are interested in soil health, to go to their landowner and have a conversation about how they can make this happen. What kind of feedback are you getting from farmers that you've seen here today on the work that you're doing? So interestingly, when we told them that, you're empowered to go out to your landowner and talk about this. A lot of them said, yeah, you know, with the landowners who we've been working with for decades, you know, some of them have inherited their landowners from their parents who used to farm the same land. That conversation is actually quite easy and manageable. What's harder is when that land is up for rent. And what we want to help farmers do is communicate to landowners to say, when land is up for rent, if someone is willing to put practices in a place that are going to improve your soil health, maybe it is worth having that conversation up front, giving them a longer-term lease or even a little bit of a deduction in their rent costs because ultimately that is going to benefit you as a landowner. So that was some of the feedback that, that we've gotten from the Farmers and Soil Health Partnership. It's super helpful for us and hopefully for them. And we're really interested in continuing to work with these growers to really find out what is common messaging and some common ground that we can empower them and that we can help landowners here who are often TNC type constituents. How can we give them that message? Say, yeah, go talk to your farmer about this. This is something that is you know, good for your farm, good for the farmer and good for conservation. Describe the discussion part of your presentation today. Yeah. So today we went over the demographic survey, so some of those results, and then really opened it up for the growers who are here to talk about some of their experiences and whether they are putting these practices into place on their rented land as well as their own land and allow them to both learn from each other and, and teach us because we have a lot to learn. And so it was really interesting. This summit brings together a really diverse group of folks. So we had a landowner in there who was talking about one of the tools they use, which is you know, a lease with a kind of lower uh, base rent and then kind of a cost share to conservation above that. So both the farmer and landowner take a hit on the years when it doesn't work, but they both benefit on the years that it is really helpful. And then, yeah, others were kind of talking about this challenge of, you know, as a farmer who's really committed to soil health and conservation, uh, sometimes it's difficult to be the most competitive on rental prices. And so how, how do we kind of bridge that gap and get landowners kind of into that headspace that they were in when they answered our survey? They said, we care more about conservation than rental prices, and we really want to hear about this from their farmers. And some of them said, well, that's not always my experience. And so how do we make sure that landowners are in that kind of mode of thinking when it comes time to find a new tenant or, or renew a lease? So it was really helpful. What is the Nature Conservancy? The Nature Conservancy is a 65-year-old organization that started decades ago with land protection. And our mission is to conserve the lands and water on which all life depends. 
But in those intervening 65 years, we've really changed. So we still do own and protect a lot of land for its biodiversity value, but we're really aiming to help address some of the world's most pressing conservation needs. And we have chapters in all 50 states, and we work in agriculture probably in about 30 of those states, and we also work in about 75 countries. Thanks for joining us for Soil Smart. To find more podcasts and information from the Soil Health Partnership, go to soilhealthpartnership.org or subscribe through iTunes or Google Play.